0: To the men's ADHD support podcast, I am very excited today. We, I'm always excited today. We have our organization director, Christian Moten. We're going to be talking to him about his story and where he comes from, what's his ADHD background like, and then some amazing volunteer initiatives that we have going on with the nonprofit organization that is the men's ADHD support group. I am always thankful to talk with Christian and work alongside him. For me, it's always special because I remember in 2020 when the men's ADHD support group really started taking off, I had partnered with John Hazelwood on actually making it something that's beyond the Facebook group, but more into a community. And we started doing bi-weekly Zoom meetings and Christian was one of the first attendees to some of those early meetings. And it's been amazing working with Christian in the past few years and I'm excited yeah. to give everyone the opportunity to learn more about who you are and what we got going on. So Christian, tell me a little bit uh, about yourself. What's your what's your ADHD story?
1: First off, thank you for that, like, awesome introduction. I always forget, like, like, we've been so much in the trenches. Like, I forgot, like, oh, this only happened maybe, what, four years ago? So... <laughs> Time is funny in that way, but it's been like really great being a part of the group and getting value from that from the group and like helping in this organizational space. But before all that, I guess if I was to talk about my ADHD journey, it would it would have to really start to begin with like who I was outside of this sphere school. So for me, like I was very much like an old soul. So for me, I was like always talking to people like it didn't matter if they were like my age or significantly older. I found, found a way to connect with people. And I think it was because of my fixation on language and communication. So for me, like learning new words was like really big. So like I would say new word, big word in front of like an older person. And they're like, how do you know that word? Like, what you talking about? And then it would always, you know, I was always kind of like this kid who, you know, you could talk to. So. Old soul, old spirit. I think when I was in school, that was the first time I realized, like, wait, people don't really operate like this. People don't operate in conversation. (laughs) Like most of like most of schools, like shut up and listen (laughs) and shut up and read. I'm like, but wait, y'all never taught me. So it's like always, you know, it's been always really hard to kind of like deal with those kind of unspoken rules, right? So I think it wasn't really that big of a problem in elementary school, but towards middle and high school, that's when my ADHD really started impacting kind of like my academic success. A lot of it was um, just how I understood relationships. And that was like really big for me. So it was it was always like, oh, he's really, really smart. I could tell that he has a grasp and a command of the subject, but <laughs> he do- he doesn't apply himself. And I feel like for me, it was always like the... You have eight hours to teach me this thing. After the eight hours, I'm I'm done. I'm not bringing this stuff home. Y'all crazy. <laughs> and I, I and and I guess in academia, the systems that support it, I can't do that. The education, the learning, like the journey itself and the experience of learning, totally get that. Like sit down and do this assignment because I said so. Not a good enough reason. You can't get my brain to do it. So that was. That was kind of like high school, but I didn't really start taking my um, ADHD seriously until I was in college in my four year. I had graduated from my associate's degree. Right. And I had a lot of support in um, BCC. Like we had uh, there was this program called the ASAP program. Like they it was like they got your books they got your laptops, they had counseling sessions with you. If they saw that your grades were slipping, they talked to your professors, like they was in it to win it. So I think with all those accommodations and all those supports, I was able to kind of like push through because I, I, because of those relationships. Right. But when I was in my four year, I didn't have those same supports. So that was really hard. I wound up failing out of uh, my four year. And that was like Lehman, that was Lehman college. And that was when I saw Jessica McCabe's Ted talk. She wasn't even doing the web. She wasn't even doing YouTube yet. The TED talk of failing at normal. And I was like, oh, wait, this was like the first time I like ever felt seen like, oh, this is my experience. Like, oh, this is what it means to be like really bright and have this aptitude. But like these simple things, because I feel like, you know, there was always this animosity between me and my community and me and my family where it's like. I'm not doing this maliciously. I'm not bad at school maliciously, like like just come to a parent just come to one parent teacher conference, just talk to one teacher like you'll see you'll hear, but you know I had working class parents, so like they weren't they weren't you know what I mean they weren't doing it, and that that situation wasn't all the way healthy so um I guess it was at that point it was at that point I started um learning a little bit more about a d h d so I read Peter shankman's book faster than normal. And that's kind of like, that's what helped me reframe my ADHD for, from like this thing that makes me disruptive in school to this thing that like, I can really utilize for my own benefit. I feel like there's a lot of things about like ADHD being a superpower that's a little bit like contentious, where it's like, it's not all great. I mean, there's things that debilitating about this, but I think if I, that was the first time I thought, wait, I can actually use this to my benefit. Then because of that, because of that understanding, because of that knowledge that I was able to get in that engaging way, like via video, via book on my own, I was able to, I was able to kind of like land enough discipline to get like a regular full-time job being a teacher, (laughs) ironically. And a lot of my work is kind of like really making, you know, education and this work approachable for kids like me. So pandemic hits while I'm doing my, doing my full-time work. And they're telling me I can work from home, which is phenomenal, except that's where my PlayStation is. <laughs> that's where my computer is. <laughs> and like, you know, when I look left and I look right, people weren't working, people weren't having jobs. So I'm like, I'm in the middle of this crisis and I'm in the middle of this crisis and like, I need to keep my money. So what do I do? I, I've, I've grown up in the church, like really heavy. So I knew, the power of community and the power of like leadership and contributing and stuff like that. And I know that that could exist in virtual space. So in the virtual space. So that's when I think I was hitting up people on uh, Twitter. I was actually following Renee at the time because Renee had Renee was following a friend of mine. I mean, my, a friend of mine was following Renee cause she had ADHD. She was a black woman with ADHD. Her name's Genesia. Hi Genesia. If <laughs> you hear this and she put me onto Renee Brooks and then she, that's when she had tagged you with with the work that you and John were doing at that point, I didn't even know y'all were only doing it for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I gotta get it in here. Like, I gotta like. I knew that you don't learn in isolation. You really do need to learn and experience something in community. Like, I can learn something and I could do something, but if if I'm not talking to other men or other people with ADHD about this experience like that was going to be hard. So at that point it was like zoom. And then maybe we had like a couple hundred people on the Facebook page, but it was very much kind of like, Hey, you know, I have a problem with this or, Hey, I was doing this. Like for me, my biggest pieces, like something that was big for me. One time I was experiencing, like I had my first panic attack and I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was crawled up. There was like, I'm in New York, (laughs) I'm in the Bronx, New York. So this my on the top. You know what I mean? There's merengue on the bottom and there's trap on the <laughs> on the floor under me. So I'm like, yo. And I'm like overwhelmed, I'm overstimulated. And that was the first time I ever felt like that. I was panicked. So what do I do? Like I'm curling up into a ball. I'm under some covers. And I'm like, at least it's going to make me feel better. But I'm like, well, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, what am I doing? So I actually take my phone. and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm under my blanket. <laughs> I'm not feeling really good. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> they were like, yo, that's a panic attack. I was like, oh, and I was able to put the word to it. But if I wasn't in community, if I wasn't in that group, like if I wasn't talking about my experience, like I wouldn't have gotten that. So I'm very much a guy who's like, you know, I get, I'm very much a guy like, I'm not leaving a situation worse than how I I found it. So I'm always kind of like working at something. It could be a job, it could be a relationship, it could be anything. But like, You want to know Christian came over there and made the situation better. So one of the things that I felt like was really powerful with the group was like moments like that. So that's when we started having conversations about, hey, let's you know, do you think about what do you think about making this a nonprofit? What do you think about it? Making doing that and like coming up with evaluations to kind of like throw out and then at the end of the meetings and stuff like that. And those were the small things that I would do. And I didn't know how that would help. You know what I mean? I just wanted to, I, I needed other people to get this resource because it helped me. Right. So, you know, I understood like, hey, if you evaluate, because I was I was teaching at that time. So I knew, like, if we ask people, if we survey people, like, hey, how was your experience in this Zoom meeting? Hey, how was your experience in this um, Facebook interaction? Like, we could get more feedback and we can grow. So you know, it was weird because in my mind, I was like, that was just an idea. But like, you see how that seed planted. And now we're, you know, where we're at now, we're like close to like 17K members. But for me, I never thought of it like that. I was just like, hey, let's just help. Right. So um life, life started life being heavy. And I think maybe what, three years later, uh, <laughs> maybe three years later, it's like, hey, hey, Christian, we're starting this nonprofit joint. It was like, hey, do you want to help? And I'm like, hell yeah. But like, also like, y'all remember me? <laughs> so it's, so I feel like this journey in um, this organizational director space has always been like a blessing and also kind of been like, you know, something that is true to me, right? Where it's, I want people to be real about their experience. I want people to be in community with each other. It can be virtual. Most of us be playing, I'd be playing games with Shane and Sam like every week. Like it, it, it doesn't have to look like, you know, a guy sitting in a meeting really sad about themselves feeling guilty and then leaving back home at least heard you know I'm like nah it, it, it don't gotta look like that it don't gotta look like that and so a lot of my work has been you know making sure that 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 isn't the case like how do we make sure that ADHD is just as normalized and just as cool as literally anything else
0: so yeah No, it's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, there's a few things that that stood out to me as you, as you were giving that, but like, one of the things is kind of like when somebody is in a college setting, I mean, we have a lot of students with ADHD within our community. And Mm -hmm. I mean, when they're, they're making that decision to advocate for themselves to get that support that they need and whatnot. I mean, what was that? I mean, what's that experience like for you? I mean, like what, what, what can somebody do to actually learn to speak for themselves?
1: Mm. So I feel like this is how I feel. Like if I pay tuition, if yeah. I'm paying tuition, I'm gonna be up in somebody's face if I'm confused about something. About something. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna be paying nobody no money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, confused. No, so I, I feel like there are resources, but not every college is created equal and everybody's schedule is a little bit different but i invite people like i had an academic advisor and i also had a counselor on campus so i invite people to kind of like whoever they can talk to as their first point of contact i feel like hitting it at a lot of different angles i feel like for those who are in our group continue to activate that we have a discord right so we have a discord and we have tabs that like speak about writing poetry academic stuff like that like y'all can Y'all can jump in those places and ask the Facebook, question. like Facebook, especially like somebody going to answer your question, somebody <laughs> going to answer your question, somebody going to um, do that. But I would say try to hit it from every angle. That would be my, my advice because talk to people who are physically around you, talk to people in the group that speak to your experience and utilize the resources that are um, on campus because they should at least have something. And if they don't, that's a problem yeah yeah so yeah no awesome.
0: that's 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 important and and it reminds me of when we we had done another podcast episode with with you in the past I remember John was co-hosting this episode too and one of the the biggest things that stood out to me when talking with you is the importance of community Yeah, and I mean the the reality is is that When we're living life with ADHD, I mean, we typically live most of our lives being shamed, being called lazy, feeling misunderstood. So when we're around people that understand and get us, and have ADHD too, and or understand how to work with ADHD, Mm -hmm. then we're giving ourselves really the upper hand. And and the truth is, is that we it's up to us to find structures and systems that work for us, and and putting our strengths to work for us. So that's that's a whole spiel and a whole nother podcast. But 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 on the note of community. You have, and segueing into the workplace and everything like that, you as your organization director here, I mean, your strengths have always stood out to me as somebody who is very passionate about people. You know, like I I love, like the way you host meetings always gives me a sense of prioritization on what's the energy like, how is the culture within an organization, things like that. That's always stood out with me With for you. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely biased saying this right now because I am the president of a nonprofit who is looking for more volunteers in the organization as well as you. But I have always felt that volunteering and working in a setting, especially where you're doing purposeful work
1: mm-hmm.
0: is something that can be quite fulfilling beneficial to your mental health but as well but you're also working with other people who are like-minded who get you and have a similar mission to you i Mm -hmm. find that to be extremely beneficial Mm -hmm. i I was curious to see like i mean before we get into the actual details of positions that we're looking for and everything like that from an honest perspective from you like why why would somebody volunteer Mm what what is the, the 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 purpose or reason behind doing something like that
1: i got to come from it with different angles right so cool. i think it's really important for people to understand or recognize that like so for me my my space in the volunteer space i've always been kind of like civically engaged and kind of like had that that mindset this is because I've seen poverty. So I've seen like the ravages of poverty in communities, and I'm like, well, somebody got to help. If I, even if I didn't feel like I had nothing, there's someone who has even less than me. So there's at this point in my age, like I'm 32 right now, and I feel like being in spaces, especially this space as a person who's Black and queer, is important because. When I was younger, I didn't have anybody like that. So for me, my volunteering now looks significantly different that like when I was serving in soup kitchens and serving in like walks and fundraisers and things like that, it now looks like managing a non like or directing a nonprofit's work and you know being here and doing podcasts like this and going out to different places. But now it's a space of like, hey, I'm, I'm being seen. So I feel like, I feel like one thing about volunteering is you don't know who you're affecting and you don't know who needs the help, right? So even if you feel like you can't help anybody, you'd be very surprised being in a space like this, who you can, you know, reach out to. And I feel like that's always been fulfilling as an educator, you know, seeing those eureka moments with students, that kind of, that's kind of like what I go for with volunteering when I know that I've helped somebody out or I know somebody reaches out to me like we went to the conference and there were a lot of people who came up to me and they were like really excited about me and I had no I had no idea people even knew I existed but just being in the space because my work preceded it my like my work preceded my name like stuff like that that's like that's like mind-blowing for me I feel like for the but for the volunteers in our group and for the people who would like to volunteer for our organization the thing I feel like is unique about this is that volunteering doesn't look so linear, right? So, when I, me, you, and John connected literally over talking about Pharrell, and ever since that point, ever since that like connection about talking about Neptunes, NERD, like talking about like our favorite songs and shit, like I'm like, nah, I give a fuck about these people. I want their, like, I want to work with them. I want to be in the trenches. Like, you can't. Like there's there's something about community, but there's also about friendship. There's always something about like, you know, we're so isolated with these computers and so isolated with like communicating, but like you and John get me. You John and you and John get me in that way. And then in another way, another volunteering thing that I'm doing right now is a Twitch streaming. And I'm literally playing one of my favorite games, <laughs> like on Wednesdays, and I'm just chilling, um, playing um. Borderlands, it's really Wonderlands, but I'm calling it Borderlands because that's that's the franchise, and they they can't stand because I'm a a speedrunner. But like people view us, people give us love, and like that's like those. There's so many different wonderful ways to volunteer that can look like great. I don't feel like I I feel like it's more like a why not than a why, if that makes sense. Because like I inspire people, I have fun. I be chilling. <laughs> it, it's it's work, and but it's work with people. Like work with people that are like minded. Work with people who are who you're cool with, who you're friends with. It doesn't really feel like that. So that's how I, would, that's how I would approach that question.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your specific why?
1: My specific why, like I had said before, like I'm not it. I'm 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 the type of guy who I'm gonna if you saw my name on something, you're going to know that it's excellent, right? Yep. So I'm not, and I I bring my whole self to every, Black and queer, like so, so much of my life has been me piecemealing my identity. Like mm-hmm. I can be Black here, but I can't be queer here and I can't have ADHD. I can have ADHD here and be queer, but it's really hard for me to be Black. Like this is one of the organizations I can bring my bring my whole identity in, yeah, and like really show up in a really powerful way. So for me, like that's big. And like you're not going to be able to deny that because look at the work that I do. You feel me? You're not going to be able to say anything about and and this is not to say anyone has, but like or anyone will, but I'm very much a get get out what you put in type of guy. So my that's kind of that's I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's great. And I mean, and, and then to, uh, like a big thing that stands out too is like, and I think you had mentioned this in in your bio your storytelling and things like that, but it's also coming from a place of like, for me, when, whenever I'm speaking, whenever I'm doing any type of coaching, like an instant motivator for me before recording anything or doing any type of work like that is mm-hmm. I always think about when I was 16 years old, and struggling with self-confidence and had undiagnosed ADHD, what is the what is the support system in which I would have benefited from, you know? And, and being the person that is at the forefront, helping to lead a community and doing the work that I do and speaking to the people who were once in a place that I was in, mm-hmm. like that to me is just outrageously fulfilling, you know? And I mean... it's it's been amazing to see the growth that we've had and a lot of your ideas that have come into place and how you've benefited this organization over the few years. And for me, I'm just very, especially after the International ADHD Conference, like I'm at a place where I'm extremely excited. Like you mentioned people who inspired you Mm -hmm. and the fact that those people are like, are are people who are in our colleagues. You know what I mean? Yeah. That these are people that have helped put us on, like Jessica just uh, called us a fantastic group for men with ADHD. Renee Brooks, you got to meet her in person, and she gave you a big hug at the International yeah. ADHD Conference. Like that type of stuff for me is 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 huge, and it just really just makes me think, like, what's next? You know what I mean? Like, what's what are the next steps of growth for the organization? Like, who are the next individuals with ADHD that we're we're looking to work with? things like that so as our organization director Mm -hmm. what do you feel is next like what are what are some things that we would like to (laughs) work with other people on get some help with things like that what do you where do you go there
1: you know i think it's important to note that like our organization doesn't doesn't have a building, right? So the work, you know, we don't have like a storefront. We're not like some type of like grassroots organization that's placed like in some place in downtown. We're like really, you know, virtual. So a lot of the work like exists in that space, right? So where we might've needed people to like sign a petition like, we don't need that. But what we do need is like people who can really help us with some of the tech arms of, you know, what we're doing. So- Right now we have initiatives doing Twitch and trying to put our Twitch channel into a space where we can reach people, but we need a lot of infrastructure people, infrastructure pieces. So like audio editing, video editing, making these clips and putting them out. And I feel like for me, and just just a side note for Twitch, what's been really cool about that is that I've always wanted to Twitch stream, but I've never like in my own been able to like get all the pieces because I'm a working professional as well right so I have a job still but what so I haven't really been able to lean into like that part but through the work that we're doing I can actually tap in and learn a lot more about Twitch because I'm learning from Shane and I'm learning from Sam and I feel like where I probably would have spent money or time or resources, trying to do it on my own. I'm now working with other people to kind of like make that break. Uh, So, but like, I wouldn't have been able to do that until another three years, but I, we just started streaming regularly in September. And I think it speaks to kind of like, if you go by yourself, you can go fast, but if you go together, you go far. So Twitch is, Twitch is something like audio and video editing for that. Uh, We trying to grow our uh, YouTube channel and come up with a strategy for that. We need uh video and audio uh video and audio people there. Uh, we also um it's not all tech though, because we're also trying to start up chapters all over the place. Right. Right now we're working right now after this meeting, we gotta go. I'm gonna head downtown to to do our in-person meeting there. Shane does an in-person meeting in uh, North Carolina. And at the end of these podcasts, I would love for us to be like, hey, you know, this week, you know, these are the in-person meetings coming out, you know, in these states, these countries, I think, uh, I think Dave is doing something in Ireland soon. So I feel like there's a lot of opportunity if you are interested in bringing yourself out into these spaces in video and audio editing, but you might not necessarily know like the first couple of steps. And it's an opportunity for you to learn very, very quickly how to do that. And we're all really understanding and really chill. And (laughs) it's not one of those like audio editor else or video editor else is very much like a, Hey, you know, do it at your own time, do it at your own pace type thing. So.
2: We just want to interject here. With a request from all of our listeners out there, we are a nonprofit 501c3 organization, and we are working very hard to bring you amazing content, support, and the resources that everybody with ADHD needs to be able to manage things effectively. To that end, we'd love it if you could go to www.mensadhdsupportgroup.org/donate. And consider giving us a donation. You can also find opportunities there to volunteer, to provide other services that we need to build the company, and if you can't volunteer or donate, please consider sharing our information to the other people out there in your life who may need our support and need to be able to have a community of other men who have ADHD who want to bring about a change in how we define masculinity and ADHD together. Thank you. Now back to our show.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, we touched a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know you wanted to touch about like the learning process for somebody Mm -hmm. who is new to the organization, like somebody, somebody hears this and they want to join the men's ADHD support group and start maybe their in-person, their own in-person chapter or work with us as a video editor, things like that. Like what's, what's joining and learning like for them?
1: Well, I imagine people who are listening are already people who are trying to be engaged in like the learning. Yeah. So I feel like for me, like that you've already made the first step of like, Hey, I want to, you know, invest or be in community or I want to at least learn about my more about my ADHD. So that's already happened. If people are not already part of the group, I invite them to join the group. (laughs) I think that'd be great. That's a great first step because, you know, being a community is important. Um, On our website, actually, for the men's ADHD support group, we actually have a volunteer, we actually have a volunteer section that people, if they want to, they can fill that out and then we'll contact them and, you know, talk to them about the next steps there. But I would say that the learning journey started when you said, hey, I want to learn more about it. And I think the learning journey continues when you say, I want to make this real. Like, I want to actually provide something. I want to inspire somebody. I want to do some type of work because that's what really brings more people out. I feel like I think about Sam, right? So I think about Sam Yep, where he's like you know, when we first started out, he was like moderating and things like that. But then he came to the conference with us and that's also been a boost. And now we're talking about creating content together now. Yeah, we, and we can't been, forget Sam. We can't, I, <laughs> we cannot forget Sam. Some people can forget Sam.
0: Is, is it weird? I'm, I'm being ADHD <laughs> as a podcast host right now, but like, I'm just thinking about like, a, like, a, you know, remember, forgot about Dre.
1: Y'all nowadays, everybody wants to talk. Like they've got something to say.
0: Nothing, nothing comes, comes out, out when gibberish. they move their lips, just a bunch of gibberish. Motherfucker exactly forgot about <laughs> Sam. <Damn>. So <laughs> yeah, we can't forget Sam. But I'm sorry, I, I cut you off on the point you were making. I just had an idiot sheet moment. No, I love that. I love yeah. how we were able to do that.
1: oh um, yeah, but the learning journey continues when you like when you're in the work. I don't I know for me, like as a as a piss poor student, this is what I know. Like I could talk, you could tell me about it, you could tell me about a book, but unless it's relevant to me and my life immediately, I it I don't care. Mm-hmm. Most of the math, I forgot most of my math. A lot of my history I still remember because it's still relevant, but most of my math, I don't forgot about it. But I would say that I would say too, to the point of fuck, I forgot my thought. Of course, I was going to forget my thought. But... It's fun to happen.
0: Fun to happen. <laughs> well, you, you brought up Sam and and his growth in the organization and the work that he does and everything like that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, you get to grow. You get to yeah. grow to that point. You get to grow. You get to understand, and I think you get to grow with people in a in in a direction of where you want to go, which is like mastering your own self and mastering your own brain. If you don't, if you're not in the work, you you lose a piece of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's no awesome. doubt. Yeah, 100 percent. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on on volunteering that I didn't get into before I segue into where else my brain is going? Nah,
1: not not. Nah. But if it comes up, I, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can snake it in.
0: OK, now. And you, you've had a really awesome introduction uh, within the ADHD community. I mean, we were like hanging with some friends like Danny Donovan and uh, Dr. Carrie Parcells, who did an amazing talk at the ADHD, ADHD conference, like some, some really, really awesome people. Brendan, who does amazing work and is part of our board. Now, what about you? Like what's next for you within the ADHD community? Like, What are you thinking long-term here?
1: um, he's got me on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm really invested in continuing the volunteers to grow and the organization to grow. So a lot of my like thought mechanical work has been there, but I have, um, terraformed the living room to be kind of like a space where I can continue to start to record content according to kind of like, some of the things that we've been talking about in the uh, ADHD space. A lot of the work that I wanna do is gonna be around my identity as a a black person with ADHD and a queer person who is black. So even even though those things kind of like seem kind of like very, very different, I really want to, a lot of my work right now is like normalizing the fact that people can exist And it's not like I just regardless of whether or not you care or whether or not you feel about it, like feel right about it. And I I feel like a lot of my content. Moving forward, will kind of like center that. I think there's a lot of things where we talk about with people of color in the ADHD space where you're already like it's great that you don't have to mask, but there's a level of cold switching you have to do. But I feel like there's 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 a lot of things about that space where there's like things that need to continue to be translated. So I think my work starts there this mm-hmm. year. And I I don't know where my work will can, will lead me, but I feel like at least making my existence normalized and just letting people know it's really not that really big, not even that big of a deal, but like I'm, I'm here and you can learn. And if not, then don't. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, very much
1: new york in that way i'm like i whatever uh,
0: super new york yeah no doubt <laughs> uh, my favorite was the bachata upstairs and the trap downstairs and everything like that like that was, yeah. that, was that was pretty accurate <laughs> but i uh, is adhd coaching in the future
1: adhd coaching is in the future people can ask about me uh i found that i could be perhaps inspiring some people are saying this i think it's <laughs> a lot <laughs> i think they're alive but I, i'm being told that i've been inspiring Mm. So I definitely want to. At this point, I'd be a hypocrite to not because I feel like I've gotten so it wasn't until like I realized um, when Jessica did the shout out, I was like, wait, this is the same Jessica when I was like 24, <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. who inspired me. Like, And that was like transformative. Like I knew in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm going to you know, be in the space, helping people. But now that I'm here, it's kind of, it would be shitty of me to not help others and ask for people to help others. So coaching, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and that's the whole thing. I mean, as an organization, my vision for us is always a space in which we're co-working and building the best organization that we can possibly have from safe spaces to valuable resources to fun times, to laughing, all these type of things are, are key parts of the work that we do. And at the same time, my intention is always to have this as a platform where anybody who is a part of our organization, like we all have our own individual things that we do on the side too. Like I have my career as a speaker. Shane has a remarkable life coaching business, creating order from chaos. Brendan's really? got ADHD essentials. So we want this to be a platform in which You are using your skill sets and your knowledge and your experience to benefit the members of our organization, but we're also giving a platform in which one can grow their business, meet future potential clients, host webinars, and build a name for themselves within the ADHD community. I'm a big believer in working with anybody who's got value to bring to the table period so whether you're as big as adhd essentials or translating adhd any of those platforms or you're a small creator with a couple of hundred followers on instagram and you're looking to build a name for yourself if you have work that's in alignment to what we're doing as an organization we want to work with you we want to collaborate with you like whether it's a, a video editor a fellow podcast host someone yeah. that to host their own meetings we're welcoming that all the time because i mean you know like dave out in ireland who's 12 hours in the future you know (laughs) i mean we can't be hosting those meetings over here in new york city we need someone like dave to do that and give a platform to him so we want to we want to work with you if you if you are passionate about this type of stuff if you got a business of your own that is in alignment with our ethics you know reach out i mean we have that homepage on the men's ADHD support group and we have our emails available so you know it's It's a million times better when we, I mean, anybody who went to that International ADHD Conference can attest to this. But when you're working by yourself and you're building a business all on your own, it's it's really challenging to feel motivated or even get started. But when you're in a space full of people who are doing similar work, there's just something so inspiring and sustainable about that that I would encourage to everyone. And we absolutely 1,000% provide that at the Men's ADHD Support Group. You know, so that's how I feel. No, so that's
1: how I feel too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's how I feel. So, Christian, is there any any final like to our to our listeners out there who are new to the organization and want to give it a go and join us and work with us? What are some words of encouragement you would say to them?
1: When I so. Here's the thing. Right. And I'll bring it back to I'll bring it back to the to to the back back. Yep. Yeah. Twenty twenty when we actually kind of like started. Right. It was just you and John and you had an idea about like how to go and you had no idea it would look like this. right? Yep, Yep. But I think what stood out to me. Was. When I said, I think I might have commented that I wanted to be there, but it was, it was that you actually like DM me and was like, hey, just, re- just set a reminder in your calendar. I was like, oh. It, it, was, it was something about the personalization of like, I'm going to reach out to Christian and I'm going to remind him to remind myself. Where I realized, like, oh, I'm getting, I'm being given a tool or being affirmed to like, hey, this person sees me and knows that I don't really manage time, doesn't judge me. And it's like, It was like just so simple in that. And I feel like in that, even that small interaction, I was able to get so much about the intent of what you were doing at that time. And that's what really inspired me, because like you can only make something like that greater. No one loses when you volunteer. No one's losing when you give yourself there. Like we gain your knowledge we gain your expertise and we want to we nurture that and we cultivate that within the community and space that we have right we are friends you know what i mean like we are really cool friends like me and shane are really cool friends so it's not like like it's not like a job you know what i mean it's like really us doing this groundwork to make a livable space for men who have our experience and if you are interested in making it easier for yourself and for the people who come after you i encourage you there's nothing you lose by at least filling out the at least filling out the form and having the conversation cuz even if you don't know where you fit in we talk too much so we're going to find something out so yeah that's what i would say um we love you, and you, we we love you when we want you here. Real talk. That's
0: well, that's well said. And Shane, Shane. Our operations director, who's director, who's, who's who's lurking in the Zoom <laughs> meeting, just wrote in all caps: "I will find you work."
2: So,
0: <laughs> I, will. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. We, we we want to to help individuals who want to make a difference within the ADHD community, and we want your help at the same time. <laughs> so, I, I, do, impacting people uh takes community and teamwork and that's what we're all about in this organization. So for anybody that's interested in in joining our team and getting to know a little bit more about us, men'sadhc you'll find everything you need in the homepage to go and get that done. And and Christian, are you are you at a place where you're putting yourself out there on social media? Like we people want to if people want to follow you.
1: Yeah. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at that Chris, D-A-T-K-I-D-K-R-I-S. You'll find me mostly on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm just like doing regular stuff, but stay tuned. We'll, we're getting it together. But yeah, follow me. Be cool with me. I'm not posting anything about like <laughs> anything serious yet. If you just want to be chill right now, but we'll continue to make content later.
0: Awesome. I also, I also think Christian is one of the funniest people that I know.
1: Yeah, come for the funny, come for the laughs, come for the lows. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, like You'll just be shit talking on TikTok or Twitter. Oh,
1: all day, every day, every day.
0: Yeah, it, it's my favorite. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you doing this chat. And, and Christian, we appreciate all the work you do in, in our organization and just can't wait to to see what's next for the Men's ADHD support group. Awesome. All righty. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, y'all. Cool.
2: This has been brought to you by the Men's ADHD Support Group, a nonprofit 501c3 organization dedicated to changing the narrative about what it means to be a man living with ADHD. Copyright 2023.